is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. A very good morning to Craig Earlham. What will the Chancellor say tomorrow, do you think? Because we sort of know there's going to be no cuts, generally speaking, in something like VAT, although there might be a bit more targeting, do you feel? Well, there at least may be a suggestion that it's something that they're exploring uh, and that it is an area of the economy that they are particularly focused on that has been uh, severely impacted as a result of the coronavirus. Obviously, we are seeing areas starting to reopen now, so they may want to see how people um, return to the shop before they decide that a VAT cut's necessary. We have to remember, a VAT cut comes at great expense to the Treasury, and it is more of an emergency measure, something that they decide is is necessary should people's attitude change. There isn't really the data there to be able to give them that information just yet, and we are still, uh, despite what it may feel like, we are still in the kind of early stages uh, of this entire process, so we don't really know how consumers are going to act in the medium term, even the longer term. I still think the shock factor is still having an impact. So let's look for least hints that in the autumn statement that we may actually uh, see a VAT cut. I think it's going to be other shorter term measures. Obviously, we're seeing a lot about green um, uh, ideas um, about home insulation, for example, uh, and about other targeted stimulus measures uh, that are going to support jobs because it's now becoming very evident there is going to be a more permanent aspect to this in terms of unemployment. Am I alone in thinking that green measures are slightly a sideline, quite honestly? It's like sort of vegetarians amid starving countries, isn't it? I mean, it's it's not. It's it's kind of a, a dual focus, really. The I think there's a but there's long been um, a, a need for more greener measures, and I think the government has always wanted to put put itself in a position to say that it's strongly in favour of this kind of net carbon neutral by 2050 idea. Um, but things like the home insulation is one example where they've maybe just not been quite being able to justify it, where they've said that the expense doesn't necessarily uh, match the, the 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 benefits of it, and and that it's an, a, a, and especially at a time like this. But I think the employment aspect really does bring it to light again and give you another reason uh, to support a measure like this. So I think this is going to be a really important aspect of this. I think we cannot emphasize enough like how important the unemployment situation is going to be in all of this because Mm. until now, we've not really had a full grasp. We've known there's going to be a permanent aspect so we just don't know what that's going to be. Now we're seeing companies really laying off in the thousands uh, and that makes makes this all the more important and that's why I think tomorrow, this week's statement is going to be more about the unemployment side of it because I don't know if the Chancellor can afford to wait until the autumn to start introducing measures to try and counter that. For those who do keep their jobs, there is a story this morning, and we've touched on it before, about people actually not wishing to return to city centres. I'm looking at those, I mean, there are you know, tall buildings everywhere in the in the in the country, but particularly in somewhere like Canary Wharf, you're talking about you know thirty or forty floors, and you can't use lifts and so on, or at least that all that'll be all slowed down. I mean, the practicalities of actually occupying big office spaces are going to be very difficult in the future, aren't they? What I thought they're going to be very difficult, but I think um, we have to we have to differentiate between the kind of medium term and the long term futures. The moment you have a vaccine, things can start to go back to normal, and there is a lot more studies now taking place, whether it is between AstraZeneca and Oxford University, or or many of the other pharmaceutical companies who are all te- who are teaming up to try and be first to market with a, a mass produced um, uh, vaccine. Once this comes into place, and once we can start to see vaccinations, the people will be able to return to what is a normal environment. But in in the medium term, for the next six months, probably at least, uh, that's not going to be the case. So there is going to have to be uh, a more clever use uh, of the resources which we have. And yes, that means we are going to see only partially filled buildings at best, and we are going to see public transport being less utilised. But I mean, let's face it, that's a small price to pay.
we are going to talk about recovery and and uh, what the Fed policy members said yesterday. But just before we get to that, there was a feeling yesterday as well. A lot of stories going about the stash, the, the cash, of, the stash of cash. In other words, people have not been spending. Do you feel as though there's some a pent up demand or b a lot of caution and no spending just in case there's a second spike? You see the difference between the two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do think that is going to be the case. But I also think probably the most important aspect of this is the fact that this is going to help people who are are unfortunately going to become unemployed. Um, the shock of unemployment doesn't always leave you with three or four months to prepare for such an, out- an, an outcome. So hopefully it's going to be the people who are going to be shielded. So we're not going to see the long lagging um, impacts uh, of what mass unemployment typically brings. But then for the more the, the more immediate economy, then yes, I do think there is going to be pent up demand. I think people have continued to spend in other areas, whether that be home improvements or, or, or something else. But I think there is going to be some pent-up demand which is going to show itself and I think people are probably going to be very eager in some cases to get out and do something because they have been uh, locked up for so long and I think that's the the hope of the Chancellor uh, and the government and that's probably why we're not going to see a VAT cut at this immediate stage because the hope for them sure. is going to be that there is going to be this mm. pent-up demand which will negate mm. the need for such for a billion a multi-billion pound program yeah what you say makes a huge amount of sense. Um, let's uh, turn our attention to the Fed and this was, uh, um, policymaker who was talking about a, a levelling off of uh, of the recovery because of the, the various spikes in coronavirus in the United States. Now, against that, let's add to what you were saying there that, you know, there are spikes, but we know a lot more about coronavirus than we did, say, three months ago. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think this, so, so Rafael Bostic is one of the Fed policymakers in his area where, uh, where he is, uh, where he has presidency. They have been particularly hard hit by these new waves of the coronavirus. I think he's very much alluding to the fact that these shutdowns will come at a cost and that cost is going to be a very stalled U.S. recovery. So far, people have uh, been lauding the U.S. recovery in many aspects. The fact that unemployment spiked 22.2 million and has bounced back seven and a half million already, um, because people, obviously, we've talked about on the show before, the differences between the furlough scheme and how it's calculated over in the US. But this has been a much stronger bounce back than we were than we were expecting or than many were expecting. And it's, it's prompted people to talk about V-shaped recoveries, which I've always said is, it, it, it's, it's, it's far too much to ask, to be quite honest. I don't think that's what we're going to see. But what Bostich is saying here is, these are the type of things that are going to stop it being a V-shaped recovery. The fact that we will get second waves, we will see more targeted lockdowns, and that will come at an economic cost. But hopefully, if the targeted lockdown measures work, then the economic cost will be far less severe than it could have otherwise been. And finally, a general look at the markets for us, because they have been uh, seesawing rapidly. They seem to move ahead of everything at the moment. A bit of caution here and there. What's what's your general feeling right now? Well, it's been it's been a strong start to the week, and it seems to all have stemmed from a rally which started in Asia overnight um, at the start of the week, primarily in China. Um, a, a state-owned media reporting that um, people should effectively be looking at equity markets. There's kind of a nod to the fact that the Chinese authorities may become more actively involved, whether this is just speculation or whether this is um, something that's going to become more concrete I guess we'll start to see but it's certainly got investors in China very excited and that seems to have flowed through to the rest of the markets but I do feel like these markets are very much jumping between v-shaped optimism and uh, second wave anxiety so um, I I wouldn't get too carried away with that at this moment in time we do seem to be kind of um, in a kind of of consolidation phase after what has been an extremely strong bounce back and whether it has the legs to continue will really depend on just how bad these second waves are going to be. Craig Ellum, thank you very much indeed. This is a business breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.